Yo, 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 whether you're wearing pants or not, welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. Today's episode is the number four zero. Yep, we hit it. We hit 40 episodes so far in this new venture called No Pants Required. As well as I had to make it special, right? So I have to talk about one of my favorite items, my electric vehicle, but it's not because of I want to talk about it. It's really because something happened and I want to share with you guys um, from the delivery experience to today and what's my overall score? How do I feel about the vehicle after over three years of ownership? But before we dive into the episode, let's jump into the quickie. Do you purchase items from online advertisements, in particularly Facebook or Instagram? or any social media, to be honest with you. You see those advertisements that pop up there, and you think to yourself, wait a minute, I was thinking about this, and now it appears in front of me. Or I was talking with someone, not on my phone, just a conversation within the home, and now those items are scrolling past me as I shuffle through my phone. Now, I get it. You know, it could be a little scary for some that's thinking someone is listening to them. Well, I'm certain we've been, our phones and our homes have been tapped well long before smartphones came around. <laughs> so I don't necessarily have, a, I really feel uncomfortable about it. I It's part of life, t- to be honest with you. And it's not like I am I feel like defeated. I just, it doesn't bother me um, to have someone listen to what I'm talking about. I really don't care. I don't have anything to say that's out of the, ex, you know, something that's crazy. And if I do, Oh, well, they were listening. They needed to hear it. There are items in which I've purchased with the hope that I will receive it. There have been times where I, I won't say I've forgotten about it, but there were times where I purchased something on Instagram. And it took weeks before it showed up. And in some cases, I even, not, for, yeah, I forgot that I even purchased or ordered it. You know, it's coming from a different country. And I said, well, oh, well, I just lost this 40 bucks or 80 bucks on something that I thought was pretty unique. Um, but it actually came in the mail every time. I have not had any issues with any online purchases. It's been pretty okay, right? I mean, sometimes the items come in and you think, this is not exactly what I thought it was, but it it's very close, right? And and I get it. It's gimmicky in some of the things I purchased because usually they're for, they're for an event or something I want to do. You know, I just like grab different things or I gravitate, I should say, to different things throughout the year or something that may spark my interest. And, you know, I say, you know what? Let's, let, let, me, let me grab that. So I do online purchases for the most part. Like I don't even really go into the stores anymore unless... I want to try something on, but to be honest with you, I've been making most of my purchases online to include the clothes. And that, that can be tricky, um, depending on how the fit. Um, so I do, in some cases, stay away from like jeans, um, or unless it's from a store like Express or somewhere that I, I, I really like. And it's not, we don't, this is not a sponsored episode, but I just like Express clothes. They really fit me well without having to have any type of tailoring or anything. So I do purchase a lot of things online, and when it comes to clothes, I try to stay away from the lower garments, mostly online, but um, unless, again, from one of my stores, I like, but I do like to buy, like, gadgets online. I think it's pretty neat. Now, I don't, I'm not a, a person who has a bunch of different things in a home. It is neat to have, like, some unique, you know, features that you see that may be, you know, convenience. Or some things that you may want to just like throw on, like some eyewear for like an event. Just whatever the case is, right? So do you purchase things online? Are you one of those people who do not purchase anything online? You don't want to have your credit card even associated with your phone or anything. You want it all to just be decentralized. Are you more like me? Nah, we move into the metaverse at some point in the future. So might as well jump on the ship now and get used to it. That's how I feel about it. What do you think about it? And that's the quickie for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and others. 
as I mentioned earlier, this episode is number 40. And I I really want to share with you guys just my experience of owning an electric vehicle and how it has like shaped my thinking in other areas outside of the vehicle. That's kind of sort of where this episode kind of not, not really, but it came about because I, I I start to think of things a little bit differently, you know, and I hear people complain about different things in their life, usually when it relates to gas. And I roll my eyes because I'm like, I'm, I know I've been talking about electric vehicles for quite some time. Though I know lots of people are not big on early adopting. I also think it's important for those who are like early adopters like myself it's important to share the information out there so we can like debunk any misinformation also share our experiences so that others can see maybe this is not a bad thing actually maybe it's a great thing because it is so i, I did break this episode up into eight different categories so let me just dive right into that um but i do want to express something first about the Tesla online communities or the greater EV communities in general. I find a lot of passion and encouragement and excitement and joy when talking with just folks in those communities. And usually they are like Facebook communities, but they are great communities where lots of, um, you know, information is shared, features are shared. Um, even the not so great experiences are, you know, which, you know, ironically, as I mentioned earlier, led me to this episode topic. Um, and so I find it to be amazing with the connection and the passion in, in being in those online communities. And these online communities are not just for electric cars. I, I mean, there are lots of online communities of something, right? Um there are gaming online communities for gaming in general or specific games, right? There are, are Jeep online communities. There are online communities who people who rally behind, you know, um, saving um, animals, right? Or homelessness and their cities are in, in their communities. There are countless number of communities that people are part of. I happen to be part of an EV electric vehicle community or several of them. And I, I definitely love the energy. And usually when I'm on Facebook, I am, I don't, I, I guess 90% of the time about, hell, about 95% of the time when I'm on Facebook, I'm in one of my communities that I am just sharing information or reading information, um, just understanding and learning. That's usually what I do when I'm on Facebook. I rarely go through like the feed at all. Like I said, like about 95% of the time I'm in specific groups. And those groups are important to me because again, I get information and I just like to share information. I like to talk about things that I'm passionate about. And this is one of those topics that I'm absolutely passionate about. So first topic, the buying experience. You guys may have seen showrooms in different malls or standalone locations throughout the world where Tesla have um, their cars on display. Not all of them, just the ones that are in production, but those, those vehicles that are on display in those showrooms. And many of you have probably visited those places in those showrooms or passed by those, right? And, and you say, what is this? Or you walked in and you knew all about it because you were part of those communities online as well or you've seen videos or you saw one passing by whatever the case was right and so you you have those showrooms and i i went in to one of the showrooms near me where i live and i think i went in several times and it's it was never it was always a great experience i kind of sort of knew most of the stuff that um about the vehicle itself but the buying experience was one where I wasn't necessarily prepared for it in the beginning. <laughs> so I would say financing um, was, I knew that I, you know, I was ready and prepared 
to purchase the vehicle, but I didn't necessarily do multiple alternative options. You know, I didn't seek out multiple options. I just literally went in and just started talking about it. One day I was really prepared to do it, to purchase the vehicle. And that day I was told from Tesla, I needed $12,000 at that moment to drive away with the vehicle. And I went, what? $12,000? Why do I need this? And it was a breakout between down payment as well as um, the $2,500 reservation fee, which goes towards the purchase of the vehicle. And this was was going through Tesla Finance. And again, at the time, I didn't look at several options. It was a severe punch to the gut because I was not prepared for the numbers that that was being presented to me at the time. So it took me a moment to like really like pull it together. I started thinking of options of borrowing money from someone or from, you know, family or friends. And I was thinking, what? Why would I even do that doesn't make sense. I don't need to have a vehicle I have to borrow money from. Not like borrowing money from a bank, more of like from a friend to pay for a down payment to get the vehicle like that. As I started thinking those options, I was thinking this doesn't make any sense. So I took a step back and I left. I walked away and I don't know if it was maybe within a week's time, I was having a conversation with a colleague at work and mentioned the experience and the colleague mentioned, what about your bank? Do you bank with a credit union? And we talked about that in some more details. And I said, yes, I do. That colleague said, call the bank. I guarantee you get something approved within 10 minutes. That colleague was right. I got approved for more than what I needed. Within 10 minutes of online, the check was in the mail within five days of that uh, online application. So subsequently, I went back into the same showroom. At this point, I was committed, prepared. Again, I had the check in my hand for the full amount to purchase the vehicle, which I can tell you made the experience so much better. So the buying experience for me, it was almost in twofold. It was the initial going in us thinking I was ready, but I was not prepared versus the real buying experience when I went in and I was fully prepared to purchase the vehicle, it made a difference. It made a tremendous difference. I literally, I think the total time for me to get my vehicle, including the travel time, was about an hour and 15 minutes, maybe an hour and 20 minutes total. There have been times where I've purchased ICE vehicles, which is a, a, a standard car, a traditional car, gas car, for uh, we'd be in a half a day or longer going through finance options and back and forth. And it's just, it was, uh, this buying experience was outstanding. And most of that hour, 20 minutes time was charging the car. We were just waiting in the show, waiting to, to have enough charge to take the vehicle home. So let me rewind. Went to the showroom. Again, this is now the real experience. Once I had the check in hand, went into the showroom, fill out the information online. I already had my $2,500 deposit for my reservation. So I just um, punched in my credit card number and I had all the options I wanted. I already knew what I wanted uh, when I walked through the door, purchased the vehicle and the Tesla associate said, well, we can have the vehicle delivered to your home tomorrow or it's located at this location, not too far away. What do you want to do? Go to pick it up or have it delivered the next day? And I said, well, I'll go and, and pick up the car tonight. <laughs> and that's what we did. And we, we purchased the uh, went over and pick up the car. Like I said, an hour and 20 minutes, probably total from both locations and charging. Outstanding. Got the vehicle, drove it home, and it's been mostly great <laughs> um, since that point. Um, so 
I can tell you I'm certain those days are like gone now when you can literally purchase a vehicle and get it the same day like I did. But um, hopefully there'll be some improvements in the future because now purchasing most electric cars, not just Tesla, but most electric cars, it is taking several months to almost a year to get these vehicles now. And it's a it's it's a great challenge when I think people are ready to transition over to electric vehicles when we really can't provide the supply to the demand right now. And I think it's it's really need to, um, you know, those companies, I know they're working hard, but it'll be even better once the supply demand issues get rectified a little bit more. Where we can you know, really see more EVs on the road throughout the world. Second category, road trips. In my three years, I've taken, I don't, I really don't drive the car as much. It mostly sits in the garage, but I have taken it on several trips to the, you know, different locations. But I've also taken the car on two, actually three major road trips. <laughs> I drove it down to the Miami Fort Lauderdale area twice um and i think we're gonna come it's made this may become an annual thing i like doing it it's actually fun um because we get to take the car down and i stay down for two or three weeks and it's great because i don't have to like rent another vehicle and spend money i drive my own vehicle down and it's just simple and easy to just keep zipping around town wherever you want to go just makes it fun i like i like it. and i really love road trips to be honest with you um, I also drove the car to New Orleans once, and it was outstanding. That's when my brother and I never had the experience doing this, but we applied a ceramic coat to the car within the first year, or actually within the first few months of, of my purchase. And that was an experience. It took us literally 12 hours to do it. Now, perfectionists, we were really taking our time and trying to fully understand what we're doing. I'm certain there could be, you know, ways to do it faster, but but 12 hours was was not horrible to apply it. Um, just the different steps in pre preparation for the vehicle, and then subsequent after steps, and then of course I think you can't get the car wet for like 72 hours afterwards. So we had to like sit the car still for a while. So overall, it was a great experience. But those road trips were outstanding, and of course several nude beaches along the way several i've like hit up many of them on the east coast not all but many of owning a tesla within three years supercharging now this i think i can't i don't know if we, i can say it's the best feature but it's up there i mean though i don't use supercharging as much the style and how it works is literally outstanding and and I'm, I'm not saying it because i own one i'm saying it because i own one <laughs> and because being on road trips you see non-tesla evs and the process of how long it takes folks having to thumb through their apps as well as um you know trying to find those stations that connect well <clears throat> my voice here that connect well um what i mean by well meaning there are times where they have network outages and other issues that <clears throat> individuals have um to deal with when it's not all integrated and i just find the simplicity of it of using the supercharger is to be outstanding. There is literally no, well, it's one button to push and the button is literally the button on the charger. You just tap it and it opens the charging port on your vehicle. Once your vehicle is plugged in, all of the information pertaining to your vehicle, your accounts is all linked to, you know, it's all linked together. So there's no punching anything into the screen. There's no need to go into the app. There's no need to do anything. It's literally grab the cable, plug it into your vehicle and walk away or get back in your car. 
and watch Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, karaoke. I mean, the features and the options, there are games you can play. There's so much in the entertainment side of it that keeps you captivated while you're supercharging. I mean, we've watched documentaries in the car on road trips while supercharging. You stop for 15, 20 minutes here or there. We turn on the episodes, whatever we're watching at the time. We watch, you know, most of it. Sometimes we just stay there and finish the whole episode, even though we don't need to. We just, we're not in a hurry. But if you are, you could do 15, 10 minutes and you just move off to the next station. So how it works. Supercharging, it's obviously, you know, I think, like I said, it's it's an outstanding feature. But how it works is really you are, once your car is plugged in, it gives you several different features and several different options there. But once the car is plugged in on the screen, it tells you, you know, your how long you're going to be there. Um, and I'm going to link this to the road trips. So I'm going to link the road trips and supercharging together real quick here. When, when you punch in a destination into your vehicle, wherever you're going, 45 minute trip, an hour trip, a 17 hour trip, like driving down to Florida or Miami, I should say, it calculates all of the stops for you. What I mean by all of the stops, I mean all of the supercharging stations. And you have the option to select, do you want to level two? I actually level one, two, or three. Now, when you're on a road trip, you really don't want to select a level one. Those charging speeds are really slow. I usually keep mine on level two and or level three. Level two is 150 kilowatts per hour. And the level three is, I think, up to 250 kilowatts per hour. Pretty fast. Now, I haven't seen many of those, but those stations are popping up a lot more. Um, which is outstanding. Those are the ones you go to. You're there from between five to 15 minutes. Like they're, you're not there long at all. The car is really well equipped to, to take in that charge. And I explain some of that in a bit, but so once you punch in your destination, the navigation will calculate all of the stops that, that you, you would make along the way. But these stops are outstanding because it tells you what time you're going to be there and how long you're going to be there. So you know you know what to prepare for along the way, throughout the route, right? You can even even tell you the city, the location. So if you want to look up what's nearby, attractions, attractions or food, it's really easy to do, right? It's outstanding to just you know use your phone or use the screen. In, within the car and navigation to search for some of those um, those options or nearby attractions and food. Another feature that I do like about the supercharging is, and it's one I don't I think you could actually tap on the screen there, but it it tells you the uh, off peak rates, and I'll talk about that in the in a bit when I get the software. But it you know it gives you the off peak and peak options the cost while you're there it tells you so you know what you're paying for and as you are being charged whatever that kilowatt rate is it tells you on the screen the total cost and when you're done you simply unplug the cable plug it back in and whatever total amount you pay is all linked to your your credit card and there's no there's literally everything is literally plug and play Everything has been taken care of for you. And that's the joy that I absolutely love about it. Software updates. So this is the fourth item that I think is doing my experience of owning my Tesla has been outstanding. I, I don't know the total number, but I can tell you it's been well over 150 because at one point I was counting. And I know I got up to or close to 100. And that was two years ago. And so some of these are like minor, but others were major updates. And I could tell you 
there are all type of efficiencies that uh, Tesla makes throughout the years. Even when there's a software update that's pushed out, there are also minor tweaks and updates that need to be fixed or bugs or things that work out too well. So they, they'll correct some things. There's also, they do a really good job at online feedback. Just the community is expressing things that they want via Twitter or YouTube, which is usually the main two platforms there. Um, well, you can you can provide some type of comment or feedback on things that you like and don't like. And I'll talk about some of these in a minute. But now these are not all the, the my top additions that I've I've experienced through the software updates. But I can say. Some these are the ones that I, I I don't know. They maybe resonated with me more. I could probably think of a, a bigger list, but these are the ones that like really have stuck out since the purchase of my EV. First one will be kilowatt rates. So now I don't know when this happened, but it there's now ability to see the and I mentioned this when I was talking about supercharging, but the cost per kilowatt so the kilowatt rates they tell you on the screen not only when you are navigating to a destination but let's just say you are you or you want to charge the vehicle you want to do some type of planning while you already like on a road trip or you're already out somewhere you simply tap the red icon on the on the screen the red supercharging icon on the screen and it tells you the cost per kilowatt it gives you the peak and off-peak times. And in some cases, there's like the third category that they provide in terms of cost. I think usually the average cost is like 25 cents per kilowatt hour, which is okay. And there are times where I've seen it lower than that. Um, I think around 21 cents. No, I may have even seen 18 cents per kilowatt. Um, that's pretty good. Haven't seen it recently since um, energy consumption and, and, and prices of gas is going up. It has affect the prices of the kilowatts as well. So there are times where I've seen it as high as 54 cents per kilowatt. That's doing peak times at the high demand stations. Um, and those I definitely saw in Florida. Those were the highest numbers I've seen. I haven't seen them as much on the the northern part of the east coast here i haven't that's interesting also that florida was more more expensive than like new york or maryland or virginia another app another one of the software updates that i liked was smart summons now smart summons is it's part of the summon program within the tesla and if you purchase the at the autopilot feature so there's like different levels and at different times tesla makes a lot of changes often so it's kind of hard to keep up with all of it but the full self-driving is one feature i have the enhanced autopilot it's a little bit different it has a fewer less features than the full self-driving but it has almost all of the main pieces and one of that one of those features are smart summon so the summons feature is simply, and I've used this, and some people may call it gimmicky, but I beg to differ. And I think it's very important in situations, right? So it's situational usage, but it's pretty good. So there are times where I need to move the car forward out of the garage because it's really close to the wall and I can't really open the door because how I parked the car. Um, so I just step outside the garage, hold the button, and the car move forward. Perfect. It has trouble moving into the garage. The way I want it, obviously, to be closer to the wall, the car prefers not to be close to the wall. So I'm, I'm like, okay, so I don't use the the reverse summon feature. I rarely use that feature. I'm always using a forward feature. Simply hold a button and the car will follow you. And if you keep moving, the car will just keep following you. So it's pretty neat. But the smart summons feature allows you to, I believe it's, it's, it's a, within 170 it may be 200 feet not sure of the right number there 
um, within within your phone. So using your smartphone through the app, Tesla app, you can have the car back out of a parking spot or if you pulled in Ford, pull out of a parking spot and literally drive to you within, like I said, 170 or 200 feet. I'm not sure the exact number. And I've used it several times, not many, but several times. And again, that's situational, depending on if it's raining out, or if I have a bunch of things in my hand, or it's hot, and I just don't feel like carrying all those things over. So I'll just turn on the, the, the climate control in the vehicle and then have the vehicle summon over to me. So when I it pulls right up into the front of the building, I throw everything in the trunk, jump in the car, everything is cool. I mean, it's clutch. Having features like that, just having it when you need it is outstanding versus not having it at all. Telling you it's a great feature. The third feature that I, on the software updates that I really like, again, these are features that was updates since purchasing the vehicle. And that's Sentry Mode. Sentry Mode um, actually has been upgraded many times since the first initial Sentry Mode. But Sentry Mode allows you, your vehicle's cameras to activate when someone is near it, touches it, or try to break in your vehicle. Sentry Mode activates. The screen tells you that you've been recorded and um, it gets saved to a thumb drive. Outstanding. You can use that for authorities if something did happen to your vehicle for video proof. It's outstanding. Love it. Subsequently to that feature being delivered, again, none of these features are on the vehicle when I purchased them. When I purchased the vehicle, they all came afterwards and they all came for free. These features are all software updates that are all free. Um, I add, uh, Tesla added to the century mode something called, actually, I don't know what it's called. I have to look at my phone. It's an ability to view all external cameras from your Tesla app in real time. So I could toggle from left, right, forward, and back. All four cameras I can toggle through on my app to watch my car in real time. And this came in handy when I was in New York a few weeks ago, staying at a buddy's house, and we... Well, my phone vibrated and said that my alarm on my car was triggered. I said, oh, what's happening? So I open up the app and I go into the live view, which you can, again, look at those four different views on your phone. And I noticed that there was a person in front of the car and he was picking up boxes. And I said, oh, I guess the boxes or something fell and hit the car or got too close to the car um, to trigger the alarm had to hit hit the car somehow so i was hoping it wasn't too bad because it looked like it was just boxes didn't look too serious from the camera i didn't worry too much about it well subsequently when i went to wash my vehicle after that road trip i noticed there was a massive gash at the bottom spoiler that you really can't see unless you like really touch the vehicle when you're washing it it's a groove i think it wasn't the boxes. I think it was the, the metal um, cart that the guy was carrying those boxes that hit the car at the bottom and uh, triggered my alarm. But um, nonetheless, the central mode in that feature to look at the vehicle, I was able to see the car was not in immediate danger or no one was trying to actively get in it. So it wasn't the end of the world. And so I, I, again, one of my top features there, my fourth, feature that I like a lot about uh, the software updates are waypoints. And I specifically recall uh, following uh, a Twitter conversation of Elon and folks talking about different things about electric vehicles and folks ask, ask about waypoints often. And waypoints are just simply you navigate to destinations. And I use the example of me navigating to Fort Lauderdale. And I let's say I want to stop in um, Savannah, Georgia, or I want to stop along the way in Jacksonville to go see something or do something. Well, you can add those destinations to your final desk to your trip, 
and it will recalculate where supercharging stations you need to go to again what time you're going to get there and how long you're going to be there all of that's calculated for you so you can simply keep adding in you're driving and you now want starbucks or you want dunkin donuts or whatever the case is you punch that into the waypoint you add that in to your trip and everything is again recalculated again waypoints are clutch they were not there in the in the early days but they are definitely there now and i love them and i would say the last item i think i'm really super excited about it's not really a major feature here but um when a car preconditions itself i know that sounds weird to be an item but i like when a car precondition itself for supercharging so what it what it does is it takes out the time to get the battery warm enough to receive those high volts of of energy being um added to the um the battery pack so it protects the battery to be honest with you it really protects the integrity of the battery and so I, what i like about it is it takes out the time initially when i bought the vehicle it was it was a lot of time on getting in the car condition once i got to the supercharge station and now if you're need to supercharge again you're on a road trip the car will start preconditioning itself at a certain point a distance a certain distance before it reaches the supercharging station but if you're not navigating or using a navigation it is highly recommended when you're going to a supercharge station even if you know where it's located tap the navigation to that location so the car can start to precondition the battery so it can receive the charge and you spend less time at that station awesome 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 feature love it a lot all right so i know i talked a lot about software um but that's that's it's it's really important software i think it, it the car is a tech a piece of tech really and i think software is important i think that's what really make the, the car stand out from many other electric vehicles out there is that technology you know software updates really just keep adding the features that are outstanding and the features that the community wants so the fifth item as it relates to my ownership of the vehicle in the past three years which again led me to this episode the issues what issues do i i i have encountered while owning the ev so let's be clear nothing serious or major has happened with owning my ev or ev ownership um over the past three years nothing really at all i can say um the service experience has gotten better it's also a little different from when it was pre-covid versus post-covid i did experience and this is not an issue but i was taking videos when i first purchased the car I think the second day, yeah, the next day after owning the car, I wanted to do like videos and really like get my Instagram story together and and just like make a, a movie scene almost. And I, I enjoyed doing it. It was real fun. But it was a snow, um, a snow top parking lot that we were on. And I didn't obviously didn't see the nails underneath. And so the second day of owning my vehicle, I literally had to get the car towed to tesla to get the tire replaced <laughs> second day interesting right but again it's nothing that was wrong with the vehicle it's something that i did and tesla took care of it and the way the service worked was simply just tapping the t now now subsequently tesla has changed it it's located in a different location but originally it was just tap a t on the screen and roadside assistance will answer um i think i, I was watching the view no, I wasn't watching. Someone sent me a clip of the view where they talked about Tesla not having roadside assistance assistance. And I was like, well, that's not the case. I don't know what that person was referring to, but um Tesla does have roadside assistance. You just simply call the number or there's a number on the service, I believe, in the car menu. And you just tap it and it it calls the number for you. Um the person and, and they come out and tow the vehicle and take care of everything from there so um there was two issues to be honest so and again nothing major 
Um, but there was like a squeaking sound that I heard in the rear, I think, passenger side of the vehicle. And this was maybe a year ago. So during COVID. And so the vehicle, uh, the way it works, you, you know, the, the process is very touchless and it's pretty neat. I, I do like the fact that Tesla provides you with Uber credits. They provide you with $100 Uber credits. Um, go straight to the uber app it's pretty neat that they do that it's a way for you to move around and st still be mobile but it would be nice sometimes when you really need it to have a loaner um and so but i guess it depends on the, the the type of issue tesla also does um at home in some locations at home service for the minor things um, I have not experienced that because I'm kind of sort of close to a service center. So they just prefer me to go in. But that leads me to the issue I experienced last week. I get in the vehicle to go to lunch and the screen didn't come on. And now I'm like, okay, um, I got to go here. I have a meeting coming up. I need to grab some food and be back home. Nothing at all. Dead screen. Black. Wouldn't come on. Tapping it. Touching it. Nothing. I perform as recommended from the, the great Tesla communities. The restart the screen feature, which is hold down the two buttons on either one on both either side of the the steering wheel. And then, then the heart reset air quote heart reset is when you put your foot on the brake and push down both of those buttons at the same time. I did that like multiple times. Nothing happened. Went through a series of issues to try to figure out how to get the screen to come on. So none of that worked. So I went into the app and placed a service appointment, um, but also called roadside assistance and worked out the towing of the car out of my garage. And so Tesla's can't be pulled. So they have to be on a flatbed. And because the way the, the townhomes are set up where I live, the flatbed was too large in order to angle itself to get the car out of the garage. So they had to call a different type of bed to pull, to get the car, to put the car on some, I think they call them skates or skis. Um, and they jacked the car up onto these, those skis or skates and able to pull the car that way off the ground. Uh, kind of find out. Now I know there's a 12 volt battery that is separate from the battery that's underneath the vehicle, right? So that 12 volt battery, works just like almost a traditional vehicle battery work it powers your inner workings your lights and the things on the inside of the car um and it's a pretty you know it, it, it does its job right and so when the tow uh, or roadside assistance slash tow guy came over they performed the jump on the 12 volt battery which is located in the front of the car and nothing um it was charging. They, it, it was. Uh, they were trying to boost it. it. Nothing happened. Nothing worked. So they towed the car away. Coming to find out, there was a connection issue with 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 that battery, some type of connector issue with that battery. Um, Tesla replaced that for free and, uh, and gave him a new battery. Um, car's been working fine ever since. Um, no major issues since then. So that's not like a horror story, but it was a bit frustrating to have to have my car to uh, towed from the garage when I literally was just trying to grab some food here and the vehicle wouldn't move. It was a little, I can say a little bit of a, of a stressful time though. I was preparing to go on a camping trip. I was not as upset cause I had access to other vehicles, but it, if I didn't, it, I think I would have been a lot more stressed, uh, but because I did have access to other vehicles, it was not as bad. So, but I, I was only out my car for maybe just one day. Yeah, I got the car the following day, uh, the, no, a day and a half later. So it wasn't horrible, but that was one of the major issues I've had. So in the three years, those that's it. That's the only thing that I've had to do for the vehicle. Um, I've replaced the tires once in the three years. I've that's it <laughs> that means there's no, no brakes no anything nothing no maintenance this i spent zero dollars outside of tires for this vehicle and cosmetic stuff that i wanted to add to it uh, but of the three years that's that's not that's it's it's a great experience
you know, I've, I know I've saved a lot of money in other areas as it relates to not having to pay for maintenance, annual packages, and, and all those different things you got to go through and gas and all that stuff. None of that. So it's been a, a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous experience in the past three years. However, I do have a wish list. And this wish list, I want all of it. <laughs> um, at the price point for the vehicle I have, it really should have come with an automatic powered frunk and trunk. Yep. Both. Now, the car does have, a, like, I can unlock it from the app, the frunk and the trunk. I can unlock it from within the vehicle from the, the touchscreen, but I can't close the frunk or the trunk from a button inside of it or from the app or closing in general anywhere. It's all manual with your hand. I do not like that feature at all. Now, now Tesla has fixed that in other models, right? But the one I have, no. So I wish that was part of it. Um, the, the second on my wish list was the ability to change in-car ambient lighting. Now I get it. It's not a major functional piece, but it would be nice to have some options of changing the lighting in the car based on my mood, based on whatever cases, right? That's the feature I kind of like to have ambient lighting in the, in the vehicle. Cooling seats. Now it is not such a bad thing now that I'm, I parked the car in the garage, but when you're out somewhere and the car's parked outside, those leather seats can get, those vegan leather seats can get pretty warm. So it'd be nice to have those cooling seats. We have heated seats, so why not also just have cooling seats? Um, another feature that a lot of the newer EVs have are bi-directional charging, and that is a feature I definitely want to have. So the bi-directional charging works where you can, obviously, you're, you, know, you can go to a, any outlet, a 110 outlet, whatever the case is, 240 outlet, supercharging outlet, whatever, right? You can plug your vehicle in and charge your vehicle. But it would be neat if you can use your vehicle to charge other things. That is clutch. A lot of EVs that are coming out now have the bi-directional charging capabilities. I would have loved to have my Tesla have that as well. And lastly on my wish list, for now, it may change later, is have a 110 outlet on board. You telling me I have an electric vehicle and there's no 110 outlet anywhere in the car at all? For real? Preferably, I would like two. One in the cabin and one in the trunk. Went camping again this weekend and it was, this past weekend, sorry. And it was, everything was fine, but it would have been nice for all the different devices, the, the, the phones, our um, mini fan that we had, um, as well as um, our music. It would be nice to, in our portable chargers, right, to like charge some stuff there. Just would make it a little bit easier, right? Um, I think that's something definitely I would love to have in the vehicle. Now, granted, I think there are other options that could also work where I could purchase like an external solar panel that you could probably put near the car or on top of the car while you're out like camping or out for the day. Let's say you're tailgating somewhere and you want to use the energy from the sunny day to power like your speakers or, or some whatever the case is, right? I, some of those little additive features when you're out and about, I think is super helpful. Um, I think those things need to be considered more often. Definitely when um, in the next updates or generations of Tesla vehicles. So overall, I would say my experience is a nine out of 10. Nine out of 10 is pretty awesome. Um, I don't have many complaints at all for the vehicle. There are 
things that I had to learn, um, but I was willing because again, being an early adopter, it's fine. I'm, I was in information gaining, if you will. I was, I was there seeking information and, and, and learning, reading and watching and understanding. And so it just made it a lot easier in understanding the features and how to use those features. So overall, again, nine out of 10, would I purchase this vehicle again? Absolutely. Will I purchase another e electric vehicle in the future or for the foreseeable future? Absolutely. Um, I can't see me going back to a gas car at all, especially with the amount of technology in not only Tesla's, but in electric cars in general, I just can't see me going back. And so I think if you guys listen to this episode, you know, it's, if I can help you, you know, move that transition over, it'll be outstanding. Cause as I mentioned earlier, after purchasing the electric vehicle, I began to look at other things about sustainable energy resources, renewable resources. I even thought about like our grid situation and I'm gonna do a full episode on the energy grid of the future. I'm actually excited about that. But by purchasing this vehicle over three years ago, I started to think about other things that can, you know, help our environment, help our planet. And so uh, stay tuned for that episode in the future. Um, and also if I help, you know, convince you guys to, to go green, air quotes, <laughs> um, please do so and consider purchasing a Tesla because it's in, an amazing piece of technology, not a vehicle. It's not just a vehicle. To me, it's a piece of tech on wheels. It's, you have to look at it a little bit differently than a regular car. Um, even if you're not a car person, like it, 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 it's a little bit different on uh, how it works, right? And so, and that's not just Tesla again, it's electric cars in general. So overall, nine out of 10 experience um, for owning my Tesla in the past three years have been an outstanding experience. So until next week, friends, remember, Positive energy leads to positive vibes. Don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time joining. No Pants Required can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Peace. Mm -hmm.